0: LinkedIn, the place to be, to be. Good morning. This is Laura. Welcome to the Before Breakfast podcast. Today's tip is about how to make more time for friends. Most of us see our colleagues when we go to work. We see our families when we go home. But getting together with friends can be challenging. We're so busy with everything else that they tend to fall to the bottom of the list. And that's too bad because friends are a good use of time. Indeed, good friends can make us feel like we have more time. A few years ago, for my book, Off the Clock, I asked 900 busy people to track their time for a day. Then I asked them questions about how they felt about their time. I found that the people who felt time was most abundant spent a far higher proportion of their time interacting with friends than people who felt time was scarce. And no, it's not because the people who saw friends had less going on people who felt starved for time had just as much leisure time as everyone else. They simply spent more of it watching TV or on social media. The correlation was so strong that I formed this theory. Being social makes time. Social media kills time. So let's spend more time with friends and less time on social media, right? I'm sure we could agree that this would be great, but of course there are reasons we drift toward the screens. When you're building a career and raising a family— A lot of your leisure time appears late at night, when it's hard to seize. Or it requires planning ahead, or hiring a sitter, or trading off childcare duties with your spouse. Your friends are just as busy. They face the same challenges. But Twitter is ready anytime you are. That said, I do think that even busy people can make time for friends. One option is that you can build what I call relationship planning into your life. In an earlier episode of Before Breakfast, we talked about planning your upcoming weeks on Friday afternoons. I suggested listing priorities in three categories, career, relationships, self. The reason to make a three-category list is that it reminds you to put something in all three categories. It's hard to make a three-category list and then leave one of the categories blank. This is a good way to nudge yourself to have a more balanced life. Anyway, the relationship category might naturally focus on your spouse or your kids, but I'd challenge you to make a friend activity a priority at least every other week. Think about whose company you enjoy and which friendships you really value. Then use this planning time on Friday to reach out and get something on the calendar. It doesn't have to be elaborate. A phone or video chat can work with someone who doesn't live nearby. Or you can plan to meet for coffee or lunch. That's how you build relationship planning into your life. But over years of studying people's time, I've realized that the people who spend the most time with their friends tend to structure their lives so they don't need to plan relationship time. It happens automatically. Here's what I mean. Some things happen once. Other things fall into the category of recurring events. You don't have to plan them. They just happen over and over. This is neither good nor bad on its own. It can be a bad thing with recurring meetings at work. People keep tromping to that Tuesday morning staff meeting week after week just to report that, yep, they're still doing their jobs. This meeting has long ceased to earn its place on the calendar, but you keep going because it's there. But the recurring event phenomenon can be a good thing when we're talking about getting together with friends. It's often the planning that's the huge hurdle. I remember one get-together I was trying to plan a few years ago. I sent out a doodle poll. We had to move forward two months before we could find a time that most people were available. And I kept going back and forth with the venue as we looked at different dates. It was a lot of work for one night. And while it was really fun, it was not something that inspired me to try again soon. Recurring events, though, don't have this problem. If you know that your gang gets together for drinks every Monday night at the same bar, you don't have to plan each Monday. You can go or you can not go, but people tend to become regulars. You start to build your life around these anchors in your calendar. You promise to pick up the kids on Tuesday if your spouse will take Monday. When your colleagues ask to schedule a meeting, you don't suggest Monday at 4.30 p.m. So if you have a group of friends you'd like to see regularly, think about what kind of recurring get-together would work. Maybe it's a Friday morning breakfast or an early Saturday morning run. Maybe it's a first Thursday of the month book club or you could volunteer at a food bank together every other Sunday. Think about the logistics required to make this happen. Take some time today to work on your calendar. Talk with your spouse. Maybe get help from an extended family member or a babysitter. But whatever it is, if you make a habit of it, it's more likely to happen. If you've made a habit of getting together with friends, I'd love to hear about it. You can email me at beforebreakfastpodcast P-O-D. You can also shoot me an email at beforebreakfastpodcast at iheartmedia.com. That before breakfast is spelled out with all the letters. Thanks so much. I look forward to staying in touch. Hey, listeners, I know you love mornings, and with nearly 300 beaches in Puerto Rico, each one